The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Oh. How you doing, Sharon? Oh, I hate that. It's, it's, what? I'm doing, I hate what? I dislike That's, being called Sharon. It's my Carol Channon impression. When I was younger, I was, uh, my voice was better. I did impressions. It was my Carol Channon. Okay. It's like saying Channon is like saying Sharon. Okay, yeah. My name is Sharon, not Sharon. I didn't say not. Sharon. I said Sharon. Yeah, but it's like Sharon. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, you do I, a good Carol Channing too. <laughs> apparently, so hi everybody. Hi, welcome to the program. Welcome to the program. Yeah. Sorry, my Carol Channing voice didn't go over well. I thought <laughs> no, you would get you know, it right away, but. No, actually, I didn't even know that. I had this all in my head a different way earlier today when I was thinking about, like, when we oh, were... is this what you were thinking some about? Some of it, yeah, saw, that was some of it, yeah. When I and randomly I, met you in I know, a right? Store. In a store, yeah, we were hooking up in the aisle. Oh, my goodness, it was crazy. <laughs> it was funny, too, because I, I watched you. I was pulling up into the parking lot as you were crossing Oh, the really? Road. Yeah. Oh, I'm so, stupid then. No, why? Because I didn't see you at all until no. inside the store. Right, because you only have eyes for me. That's right. There you That's go. That's right. So yeah. welcome, everybody. The website, yeah. as usual, is www.jmtalk.net. Uh, that's where you can go. Subscribe to the program. Listen to the 24 channel. Check out the news and the blog and everything else that we have to offer there, yeah, including man. access to the YouTube channel. Now, also on social media, you can find us. At Facebook at JM Talk and on Twitter at JM Talk Radio. You can catch Sharon on Twitter. At, what did I say? It was JM Talk Radio Sharon? JM Talk Sharon? <laughs> oh, man. You, come on. We got to get this and hang it up so I, I have know, it until right? I get it memorized. And I'm not like the Twitter kind of gal. You're not. I'm your no. Twitter kind of gal. I'm the one doing all the Twitter and <laughs> Okay, everybody. You heard him say it. So, He's a gal. Uh, Instagram, JM Talk Radio, <laughs> and uh, also send us an email at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com if you like email. Absolutely. So, there's that. Well, now i got more time to fill since the intro didn't go like I expected. So <laughs> um, what do I got? What do I got? What I, do I got? No, I did have content. It just I wasn't prepared at this point for it. So let me go check. Okay. Let me well, go check the know, vault. Let me go check the weekly vault, as I call it. I started reading a story on MSN. It was actually headline news, and it was about this: uh, the nine people that were murdered in Mexico. Right. Okay. Um, I didn't know that it was a thing back in the late 
1800s where Mormons fearing persecution for being um, polygamists, they, they took off for Mexico and Canada because it became unlawful in the United States. Yeah, I thought I read something about that before. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like common knowledge, air quotes, um, that the Mormons, you know, oh, gosh, they're polygamists. How can you be a Mormon? You know what I mean? Right. But no matter the reason for the um, murders, uh, it was all women and children. And they, mis- the people who did the murders mistook them for um, rival drug cartel. Right. Yeah. Women so, and children. Yeah. Look, I know that women and children um, are not um, to be eliminated on, in the drug cartel aspect. I know this. What? In other words, what I'm saying is, if you see a gang or a gaggle of women and children driving down the road in Mexico, um, the very first thing that crossed my mind would not be, oh my God, rival drug cartel. Right. But they could be. You know what I mean? It's not like they could be discounted as being rival drug cartel because they're women and children is what I'm saying. Stop looking at me well, like that. No, I'm just... Uh, and I don't want to dive too deeply into it. Right. But I saw, like, all week I saw headlines, you know, the nine people murdered in and, and Mexico. Um, and I really never, you know, paid attention to it. At this point, I don't know why anybody goes to Mexico. Why would you go to Mexico with all the problems? I mean, you know, there's, I mean, over the past, I don't know how many years, it's, you know, Americans that get murdered and kidnapped in border towns and found murdered in Mexico. Yeah. Right. But I mean, Mexico is, you know, has a reputation in the last, you know, X amount of years for that. So why would you even go to Mexico? But no, they lived in Mexico. They were born and raised in Mexico. This, this is a um, faction of people that left Utah and started their own colony in Mexico back in the 1800s. So these particular people were then born and raised in Mexico because they were part of that whole faction there. So it's not like they drove down to Mexico and was surprised because they were murdered. Right. No. They already lived down there for generations so the humanity of it all period yeah i mean it's disgusting no matter how you look at it but um it just threw me for a loop that it could be an excuse used for murdering them right you know i just i don't know it just surprised me so um, I thought since we had an event, or I had an event this week, that we, we should talk about it because there's very little information about uh, what I what we think I encountered this week. 
uh, was. So let me let me oh, set the audience yeah. up for what happened. Okay. This happened right. on Monday night, and I only remember Monday night because I was watching Monday Night Football. Right. And I, th- I thought, you know, I thought I was watching it. Anyway, so I was sitting there watching the game, and then also watching the funny videos on Facebook, you right. know, on my tablet. And when I heard uh, what equates to the exact sound that a uh, a very full balloon would make if it's popped. Right. And it was coming right from the basic area that I was sitting. This isn't something that shook the house as loud as it was. You didn't hear it. No. Uh, we can't say whether the world's most famous schnauzer, Molly, heard it because she was under the bed the, after a few minutes when I came in to try to wake you, which was never not happening. Uh, but she goes under the bed on her own. She also, when she hears loud noises, runs, does not bark. Right. So, can't tell there. But, I mean, it was so loud. I, you know, uh, looked everywhere. Uh, couldn't find anything mm-hmm. wrong. Right. No pictures dropping. I mean, I, I would equate it to a very loud version of something falling off the wall and hitting hardwood floor. Not right. carpeted floor. Right. That kind Which of thing. Which we have. Right. We have carpeted floors, not... Hardwood. And so all the electrical seems to be fine. So it couldn't have been an electrical arc. And we also don't have any electrical issues. So, I mean, I tried at this point to debunk everything. And then... And you were trying to use logic. Right. Where apparently logic could not be found. So what we did find is this thing called EHS or exploding head syndrome. Now, my head is intact for the listeners (laughs) before you... Otherwise, I'm just something like that. Yeah, so, um, no, no, your head is in, you're, you, yeah, you're fine. Right. So basically what this is, and I never heard of this, but this is, here's a, uh, a rather interesting medical uh, definition of it, is when you hear a loud noise right before you fall asleep or wakes you up and other people don't hear it. It may sound like fireworks, a bomb exploding, or a loud crash. Some people have described it as a gunshot, cymbals crashing, or a lightning strike, and also the sound of a balloon popping. Right. Now, having said all that, this is not the first time that this has happened. Well, we're not sure because we never finished having that conversation. No, we didn't. you, you, You didn't answer my question. I did answer your question. You didn't because I said... I asked you if you heard that. You never got back to me, and I forgot to ask you that night. We're talking about the lightning, the 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 thunder, yeah, in Lewis, Delaware, yeah, some years ago. No, I did not hear so, thunder cracking. So that night, when we were sitting, and you were sitting in that chair, I was sitting yes. in this chair. We were watching yes. TV. I was reading the mist, and I know I dozed off then. Yes. And I jumped out of the chair and hit the ceiling and all that other stuff. Right. Why are you now telling me like eight years later that you didn't hear anything? Nine years later. I told you then I didn't hear anything. I don't recall that. Yeah, well. Then this would mark the second time. Yes. That's why I was asking. I can show you the text. You never answered uh, me well, on that text. Well, there was so much going on in my day today. So much going on. Well, this was yesterday, but okay. Well, okay. so oh, no, um, you asked me today. Asked you yesterday. Anyway, what? back to the conversation at hand. Okay. So it appear it would appear 
unless something else logical uh, uh, reveals itself, that I experienced this. And it's, uh, it also was a very stressful Monday uh, after a stressful weekend. And they said it's induced by stress. And then, uh, so even though this is, but this is the thing. I told you, I feel very confident I was wide awake. But apparently, as I said to you, maybe I was subconsciously starting to drift. And then it happened. There's just no logical logical explanation for what happened. Okay. It was towards your chair. And okay. I was sitting in, on my and couch. And I was in bed. And you were in bed. So right. in, in this area, but drifting that way. Okay. So um, as I said to you this morning, I guess, um, since you said we had this conversation yesterday, um, this morning... I said to you, because there's many times when I, that has happened to me, where I was nodding off, and I hear this loud explosion, or that, for lack of a better word, just a loud explosion, and I jolt awake, okay, not realizing I had dozed off, okay? Well, but. Well. As far as you're concerned, there's many times when you, you've dozed off and uh, for whatever reason, I tried waking you up. And you're like, I'm awake, I'm awake. I'm I like, don't do Oh, off. come on. Don't, Whoa. don't be Let's telling lies do outside of school. Over the air. <laughs> Let's not do it over the air. Because, sir, you do. <laughs> well, I mean... I, no, I, but, I, I realize that. I just, I, you know... I, I don't know what it is. I just feel very strongly that I was awake. I feel very confident that I was awake. But but whatever. There is no other explanation. And I'm sure as loud as it was to me, it should have startled you, even though I could have set a bomb off and would not. I was begging you to get up and help me search this house for whatever happened. And you would not wake up. You were huh. mumbling at me. You would not wake up. Yeah, but. I needed you. I am not. Like the birds need the rain. You know I need you. But. When I go like to the sleep flowers need now, to rain. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am not medically induced sleeping. In other words, I don't take anything to go to sleep anymore. Right, right. And, um, yeah, so. So, anyway, so. I don't know why folks, you it's called exploding up. head syndrome, EHS. And guess what? It's more common than you would think. Yeah. That's the, that's the real interesting thing. Now, the good news is that doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. If you dwell on it, though. It can happen more often, and it could also de- you, right. you could develop sleep depredation problems. Right. So uh, I, I I slept well last night. I didn't dwell on it last night. I did not sleep Monday night. Right. Yeah, I, I think you were saying maybe two hours. I could not fall oh, asleep so because horrible. my mind was charging at what was the problem. Right. But and, and I feel bad because I was. Sleeping like a baby. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would have more confidence even if you were sleeping out here in a chair. And and, I, and if I would have been like, do you hear that? And you would have said no. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because, I mean, so I'm not dwelling on it, but the logic in me still wants something. Wants to ma- figure it out. Wants some material, you know, things. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm just, you know, I don't know. Wanted to share that with you in case you never heard hey. of it out there. Maybe you had this happen to you and, yeah. you, and now you know. And if you have happened, have had it happen to you, let us know. Yeah, and also, they also said that it can, and some people have reported this, but it can also be associated with a flash of light, like in, a, in your peripheral. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Now, there's also some uh, old world um, 
paranormal explanations for that too, obviously. Yeah, obviously. You know, science, medical science has yeah. their explanation, and of course, you know, the paranormal uh, organizations have their explanation for what happened. Right. Everybody will have an explanation yeah. for it. Well, it was very hard to find anything about this trying to Google it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did you bing it? I didn't bing it. But no? guess what? Here's a random thought for you. This is a complete sentence. Ready? Siri, Google Alexa. That's a complete, proper sentence. Wow. Yeah, you just shook your head. Yeah, it's confusing, right? Uh, yeah, I just... This is... So you can understand what I just did, people. I went... Right. What? <laughs> yeah. Three words. That is a that is a complete sentence. Well. Yes. There you go. So. Siri, Google, Alexa. Right. So, um, hmm. okay. We got some good stuff to talk about on the show. What was that? Alexa responding. Really? That's creepy. Because I just. I'm not quite sure how to help you with that. Well, good. Then don't. <laughs> so. So. I've, I've, Alexa just responded. I've been asked by the lunch crew, by the way, to try to find a way to incorporate Alexa into the show. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. So, well, we'll lunch group, we just did. Well, we're, oh. Yay! So, coming up on the show, got a great show uh, tonight, uh, today, tonight, this morning, whenever you're listening. Yeah. Um, uh, we have to talk about, we're going to go back and revisit somewhat a story, two stories from before. Um, one is a, an update, and the other is a "Are you effing kidding me?" type of thing. And wow. then Wombat of the Week, a new one this week, and an amazing Hero of the Week on Honor Thy Heroes later on on the broadcast. So that's really? all coming up um, uh, here on the show. So what we're going to do, I think, is take a quick break. I have to wet my whistle, and we're going to come back with more of the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Right the after lovely this Sharon. brief interview. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WOM, The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. Hello, folks. This is Captain Cranky, and I've been reading the paper, and I see where a lot of parents are upset over these new dial-it services that the phone company has for children. You know, like dial a fairy tale, dial a bedtime story, dial a porno queen, and the phone company then charges them 50 cents a call. And some people are finding out that their phone bill is now $60, $75 a month. Hey, for once, I'm on the side of the phone company. Let's face it, that's just part of the cost of having children. I mean, after you give birth to one of these rug rats, you're just going to be paying through the nose for the next 18 years anyway. So what's the problem? So what if the kid is spending 50 cents a call playing Dial the Easter Bunny? Look at the bright side. At least I'm not doing something that costs even more money. And that's the problem with kids today. They're too much like us. You see, you have to accept the fact that if you're going to teach kids how to dial, then they're going to go and call up Guam every now and then. And it's the phone company wants everybody to make sure that their kids know how to dial. They always say that your kids should know how to dial in case of an emergency. And then, of course, they run those dialect commercials during the afternoon cartoons when the parents are out of the house. But the main reason kids use those dialect services is because their parents don't know how to entertain them. If they played the right kind of games with their kids, the kids would never use the phone except in emergencies. Let me give you an example. My brother and his wife have a lovely four-year-old daughter. We'll call her Brat X. And you know how four-year-olds are. Once they get an idea into their heads, the only way to shake it out is with the business end of a 12-gauge shotgun. Well, anyway, she gets this idea in her head that her Uncle Captain Cranky is going to take her to Sesame Place. Now, deep down inside, I know that I never promised her I was going to take her to Sesame Place because I have this personal rule. I never go anywhere that doesn't have a liquor license. It's a rule, and I have to abide by it. 
Well, anyway, she keeps saying to me over and over, when are you going to take me to Sesame Place? When are you going to take me to Sesame Place? Well, finally, last Sunday, I couldn't take it anymore. I had nothing else to do because the damn Sunday paper was all screwed up. And one thing I know, but she doesn't, is that Sesame Place isn't even open this time of the year. Well, anyway, I put her in the car and start driving and driving around so much, she doesn't even know where the hell she is. And I pull up in front of this abandoned, burned-out warehouse in North Philadelphia. And I've got tears in my eyes. And I turn to her and I say, Oh, my God, Sesame Place burned down, and all the Muppets are dead. You know, deep down inside, I think the kids really love it when you lie to them like that. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Joel Holland Show featuring the lovely Sharon, and we're here for you. We are blood, sweat, and tears to entertain you, so hopefully we are doing just that. Welcome back to the show. Got a couple things we want to squeeze in because, you know, uh, the lovely Sharon is only here uh, for a certain amount of, for like, a certain amount of time, only, limited time only. Limited, oh, limited time only. That, that just came to me. Oh, my God. The lovely Sharon. For a limited time only. Right. I kill me. So, oh my god, you all heard that. <laughs> so, you heard that he imitated Alf from the TV show Alf. He does do it, and y'all heard it. Okay, so, uh, real quick announcement um, our culinary correspondent, Sean Goward. Uh, has a new video this week. Uh, last week, if you listen to the podcast, uh, I, I bashed uh, Burger King's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Their impossible whopper, or what, what were they calling it? The plant-based whopper. I call it the plant-based slab. So, <laughs> yeah, culinary right. correspondent Sean Goward reviews video review, and uh, be sure to check in on social media uh, on yeah, Sunday man. evening on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube for that video uh, to get his reaction to the impossible whopper yeah. um, exclusively here on the Joel Mahalik Show. So, now I want to talk about. <clears throat> I want to go back. We talked about the 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 war between Popeye's chicken and who uh, Popeye's and um oh who was it? I like, was Sunday. Um, what uh, the Chick Fil A? Yeah. They are you sure they were the ones that were in the war with them? I thought it was KFC. No. Oh man. Oh, oh I, man. I'll look it up. While you're working Woo-woo. on that, okay. Um. Oh wait a minute. Yes. Prompted by a viral feud with Chick-fil-A. So Chick-fil-A and Popeyes were having this feud on chicken sandwiches, and we thought it was outrageous because people were being ignorant and rude, and there were all kinds of videos and stupid videos, fights breaking out inside the Popeyes over the chicken. I know, right? And, you know, I... That's redonkulous. I remain on my same stance. It's just a chicken sandwich. I know, right? It's just a chicken sandwich. Well, excuse me, outside of a Maryland Popeyes... A fight broke out over the popular fried chicken sandwich. Okay? And according to the Prince George's Police Department, the 28-year-old who has not yet been identified was killed at a restaurant outside Washington, D.C. in Oxon Hill when he was stabbed to death over a Popeye's chicken sandwich situation. Are you kidding me? Yes. The fight began after somebody cut in line. Wow. So, um, listen. For you to get mad over a chicken sandwich at a fast food restaurant (laughs) makes you 
the jackass of the year. Absolutely. I don't understand. That doesn't even, that's too rich for a wombat. That is a jackass (laughs) of the year. Yes. I don't understand. What is wrong with people? What 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 happens to people that they feel like that they can act like this? I know. You know, I there agree. are other places you can eat. I I'm sorry, the chicken sandwich can't be that good. It can't be. And and nothing listen, is worth that. I considered for a brief moment to send our correspondent out in the field to find out, but I don't want him getting hurt. I or, know. Not over a chicken sandwich. No. You know? No, because that's just ridiculous. He, he can just go to Burger King where the lines are really not ex- existing. But <laughs> I know, right? So I just don't understand that. And I said it before. I'm going to say it again. I mean, you know, how about being a human being and not a jackass about this? Right. I, you know, I, Come on. I just don't get it. And the police are saying we do not know yet whether this was a result of a dispute over one of the products or something unrelated such as the button in line, but for someone to lose their life in a parking lot over a chicken sandwich is um, very sad and very tragic. It is. And it is very sad and very it, tragic. It is. It's and now, the, now, unfathomable. On a positive note, this happened in Maryland, okay? So this guy who stabbed him, may actually get the full extent of the law. Had this happened in a Popeye's here in the first state of Delaware, the guy would have been released on bond after five minutes because this is the released on bond state. They don't hold criminals here anymore. Wow. You know what I mean? So um, so maybe a positive outlook that maybe he'll actually serve a little justice or serve a little time. <sighs> yeah. He'll be served up some justice. That's what he should get, a nice fried justice sandwich. Right? Yeah. Ridiculous. And put him in a cell with Bubba. <laughs> His boy. So, so this is this is what I said. One of the story, stories that was going to come back sort of in, in, in a really bad way. It's it's very tragic. and uh, It is. It's it, horrible. It's unbelievable that, that this kind of stuff hap- uh, happens. So, um, so that's that. Now, I said I had another one that was kind of reviewing uh, a bit of the past and... and um, so let me first. All right, so let me tell you, folks. You'll remember the crash on Delaware Route One last <gasps> year. Oh um, that my God! Took, you're reading that my took mind. The, the life of a man and his four daughters, and uh, the wife survived. And um, so, if you recall this, because it was on national news, it affected a lot of people in this area. We were actually traveling on vacation. The yeah. night it happened. So, yeah. you know, even when we and got to our destination. It traumatized you and I, and we weren't even involved in the accident. Right. And then when we reached our destination at the campsite, the campfire, that chatter that night was talking about that. I mean, this was really, yeah. this affected a lot of people. So, and, um, so, you know, this guy in a work truck, you know, somehow left his lane of travel and caused this whole havoc thing. He gets a year probation. You know why? Because he made a plea deal. Well, yeah, but right at his defense, attorney came up with this brilliant defense. He had a sneezing attack. And 
the sneezing attack caused him to lose control of his truck. Well, let me say this. That is the most information that I've gotten from anyone because that was the one thing I I wanted to know what happened in that truck. And I didn't think that the news media either no, no, got that information or released it. It was go on MSN. Well, I can't go on MSN. I have the story right. here from Delaware Online. Okay. I, you know, I, I can't no. talk and review. So no, but it it was a story that came out in T Pack T Pack, New Jersey. Something like um, that, yeah. T-Nac, yeah. T-Pack? T-Nac, yeah. T-Bag. Anyway, um, it was actually... D-Bag, he, New Jersey. <laughs> he was... The father was um, a retired Navy uh, personnel, and um, he was working in the post, the post office in the Bronx, I believe. Okay. Uh, but anyway, um, it was this big whole news story covered from... Teaneck, New Jersey. Um, well, so the thing is, there was some, uh, from what I read from the, the current article, there was some, all kinds of haggling back and forth. And I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how it, this all came about. And there's multiple opinions from all different parties, from all different sides about what happened, the plea bargaining and whatnot. Um, but yeah. yes, I'm sorry. Um, he did get a year's probation. probation. However, if he violates his probation at all, the m- most minor infraction will send him to prison for 14 years. I don't know. Uh, I just had to. I, I mean, I, I get that. But still, I mean, you know, yeah. you can be you can be a good guy for, you know, twelve months. I just, you know, for me, I just I don't know. Like I don't know how I feel about the one um, the one year probation thing. You know, I, as it, you know, I, yeah, as it all adds I up, and, and I I I rather not take a side. I just want to present this to the audience. You know, and, and they should make up their own mind because, like I said, right. there's so many different. There's there's a lot of sides here. You know, and uh, and you know, you know how I feel about mounting an argument. Sometimes you mount an argument, and then you end up making enemies because they don't see it your way. And and you know, some people believe you don't have an opinion well, a friend in this mine, world anymore. And a friend of mine and myself got into a lengthy argument over this news story. Okay, she agreed with the um, sentence. And felt that it was justified. So, all right. So, here's my small stance on why I disagree with it. Okay. Uh, minor and small stance I'll make, and then I'll, we'll escape to something else. Um, but my thing is this. When I was taught to drive, okay, and I had to read the book and mm-hmm. take the test on a computer, then take the driving test and answer questions to the state police, given the exam, blah, blah, blah. You know, we were taught... That when you get behind the wheel, okay, mm-hmm. you are responsible. You have got to be alert and responsible for what you're doing behind the wheel. Now, okay, I understand. I sneeze all the time when I'm driving. Yeah. But if I was getting into a fit, I would try to get over to the side of the road. You know, same as I would say to you, if you got to take that call, if it's ringing, 
pull off the side of the road. You know what I mean? Again, you have to be – so I, I get it and I don't. And the don't part of me says if he was in a fit or having an issue or has a known issue with sneezing – you should get off the road if you're having an episode. There was someone else in the truck. Why didn't you have them drive? If you have yeah. a sneezing condition that will impair your ability to drive a vehicle, why does the company allow you to drive that vehicle? You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so that's that's a small part of it, and I don't want to go into I just wanted to update people because we, we said this before, it's very hard for us to get updates, but this was a major story, impacted a lot of people, and now this verdict comes down, and it affects a lot of people again in different ways. But that's the update. I gotta Let me check our time here. Bing bong! <laughs> I'm in the wrong window. <laughs> okay, so that is that, lovely Sharon. That is that. You're going to love this one. <gasps> this one, this one almost made Wombat of the Week, but it got pushed out of the way for something else. Oh yeah. You ready for this? I want. I'm ready. I want you your, want my. I need your attention. Undivided for this. attention. You got it. A 22 year old Instagram influencer says that kids should learn less about World War II in school because it's so intense. Yes, Instagram and influencer Freddie Bentley said in an interview with Good Morning Britain that kids should learn less about World War II. The 22-year-old said that he wishes he learned less about one of the most important events in human history while he was in school saying it was so intense. I don't think it needs to be in such a young way to young children. Like mentally, mental health, to be told this certain amount of people died for you. I just learned as a child... And it was just so intense to be taught that. Wow. So is he suing the school? Yeah, I don't know. Because uh, it's so... It, <laughs> never mind. So the conversation that. about World War II arose after, on last Thursday's episode of the UK version of the reality show, The Apprentice, one team struggled to identify 1939 as the year the war began when Germany invaded Poland. <clears throat> so... Bentley questioned the utility of teaching about the 70 million people who died in the war. And recent polls show that there's growing ignorance around the world about the Holocaust. And, of course, I've said it before. A lot of history is being ignored or just erased from textbooks. Yeah. Uh, being, teachers are being told not to teach this, that, and the other thing. And, uh, you know. So, he says, I don't think encouraging death or telling how many people died in a world war is going to help anybody. Oh. <gasps> He, wow. He, he doubled down on his position in an Instagram post Saturday, offering a zero-sum view of education. He said that he wishes schools focused more on current events. He said those lessons should be taught at the expense of lessons about one of the most important events in the last century, where a charismatic fascist leader rose to power in a democratic society and en- enacted brutal policies that led to the death of a mass scale around the war- world. He says World War II needs to be taught in moderation to promote... Mental health and focus on teaching young people real-life skills and to prepare for current issues that are relevant to us, such as how to get a mortgage, where the, what's the real impact of Brexit and climate change for the future generation. Um, so, okay, moron. <laughs> so I just want to say, um, uh, first of all, dude, you're 22 years old. Life hasn't began. 
chomping at your ass yet. I know, right? That's first of all. Second of all, you're an Instagram influencer. What in the hell hell is is that? that? What? We need to stop it. <laughs> what is an Instagram See, that's influencer? that's people. We just complete each other. If he's an Instagram influencer, guess what I am? I'm a bullshit influ- influencer. Well, okay? you kind of are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is insane. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Um. So, but, so this, you know what the problem with this is? This is an exact snapshot of what education or lack thereof exactly. is doing to the youth. Now, he's 22, maybe, I don't know, is he fresh out of college? Did he go to college? I have no idea. I don't really care. Right. Okay? But he's a moron. I, would, I stand at the pulpit, and I say, we not only need to know more about World War II, we need to teach kids more about World War I. The single largest paradigm shift in the world, which still affects us today in 2019, and he's worried about the amount of people dying for you, is too intense to be learning. Wow. I mean, you know, here, let me offer you a, a prescription for grow a set. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Um, why don't you go see if you can influence a grilled cheese sandwich and a cup of soup? Oh, my goodness. Moron. He's lucky he's not the one, by the way. I, I could have held this over for I, another I'm week. I'm sorry. Because he could win I'm the... I'm taking a break <laughs> from this nonsense. <laughs> he, could have, he could easily have won the annual Wombat of the Week of the week Award because we're going to do Wombat of the Year from all the Wombats yeah. this year. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's uh, He would be top on my Isn't that amazing, list. though? Wow. He's just a moron. I mean, you know, this I mean, this goes hand in hand, though. But with you know like, what? People listen to morons like him. Exactly. And what scares me the most is these are the people that will be running the world in 10, 20 years. Yeah. Oh morons. God. Hello, I'm President Moron. <laughs> I'm standing here with Vice President Moron. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, I'm gonna uh, yeah I want to save that one for the last part of the segment. So I know you're getting out of here. I want to remind everybody that uh, uh, our culinary correspondent Sean Goward, his video review of the Impossible Whopper will appear Sunday night all over social media and YouTube. Yep. I don't know why I say social media and YouTube. YouTube is supposed to be part it's of social part media. Of social media. But I feel like it should be said separately. Really? Isn't that crazy? Anyway, wow. Don't pull your hair out over me. <laughs> no, it's over these <laughs> dumbass people. <laughs> so, all I right. just can't get it. <laughs> After the break, uh, I will be back and we'll do a new Wombat of the Week. Uh, we will do a uh, incredible hero this week on Honor Thy Heroes. And if time permits, one last thing. Say goodbye to lovely Sharon. Goodbye to lovely Sharon. Bye, Sharon. <laughs> oh, I'm going to hurt you. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations?
Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. This is our third segment, or what we call the home stretch, the final stretch. There's all kinds of names for this part of the show, but it is the final segment, as it is broken into three segments. And we have a couple things that we do regularly, regular, regularly in this segment, including Honor Thy Heroes coming up, a really good one this week. And also, we will crown a new Wombat of the Week winner. And there is the proverbial buzzer. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, anyway, um, also, don't forget, check in on our social media. Uh, visit the uh, Joel Mahalik Show's YouTube and other social media outlets, which I'll remind you of later on at the end of the broadcast. And check out Sean Goward's newest video. He explores the impossible whopper. And it's impossible Nearly impossible for me to hold my tongue and not tell you about the video. Go and check it out. It will be available on Sunday evening, soon after the show drops. Um, so do yourself a favor and do that. So, okay, so diving right in. If we have time tonight, we'll also talk about one last thing. I always like to have one ready in case time uh, permits. But let's get right into the Wombat of the Week. <clears throat> Never disappointed. Never disappointed are the Wombats of the week. And uh, not in the least this week. Uh, we did have, uh, if you were listening to the show earlier, we had that uh, 22-year-old Instagram influencer who knows so much about education. And he knows that people should not be teaching, educators should not be teaching students about World War II because, my goodness, it was so intense he almost made the Wombat of the Week, but was pushed out by Jeffrey Falls. Let me tell you about Jeffrey Falls. Last Saturday morning, police arrested Jeffrey Falls after receiving a call from a homeowner in Louisiana's Brownsville, Balcomville area, Balcomville, saying there was a nude man in his chicken coop, um, which the man, the, the nude man was tearing apart from the inside. When the officers arrived, they found Falls still naked, attempting to clean the coop's floor with his hands. Like, I guess, scratching like a chicken. I mean, I guess that's what he was doing. Um, when the, um, <laughs> so police spoke to the homeowner. He said he did not know the man, uh, and certainly, of course, did not want him in his chicken coop. Well, that goes without saying. He says when the man arrived on the scene, he turned over a few, a few plants on the porch before heading to the coop. Uh, officers examined Falls and noted dilated pupils and erratic jerky body movements. And when they interviewed him, he admitted that he had dined, quote unquote, way too much meth and then attempted to have a conversation with the door of his vehicle. When the door didn't answer him back, Falls became very upset and took his anger out on the chicken coop, letting out a pair of the birds before damaging the floor of the enclosure. Officers did take him into custody, and he was booked in the Oicha Correctional Center and charged with criminal trespassing, simple criminal damage to property, and disturbing the peace. And bail was set at $900. Um, wow, $900. But here's a little tidbit for you folks, a little additional here. Chicken coops and meth make strong bedfellers. Uh, back in September of 2018, police in Arkansas arrested Dustin Manus, on existing warrants after they saw him walking through a yard. Uh, they gave chase and eventually apprehended him inside of a chicken coop. Um, in 2016, Georgia police raided a home in Gordon County with a warrant to bust a meth trafficking operation. The suspect, Michael Leon Patton, was at the location and fled the scene, leaving a large amount of meth behind. 
he hid in, guess what, a nearby chicken coop and was able to use the birds for cover to evade an early escape. So, um, yeah, wow. I guess chicken coops and meth sort of go together like rice and beans. I mean, <laughs> it's, I don't know, but uh, I, I, I guess in the South, maybe there's a lot of chicken coops in the South because people who get hopped up on meth wind up at some point inside of a chicken coop, apparently. Uh, I so I you know listen I I wish drugs weren't this much of a problem but this really is a problem to get to to be so hopped up that you you strip naked and you're in a chicken coop um it's just not a really good idea possibly maybe find a way to get off the meth um so at least if you're naked in a chicken coop you, at least you can say it wasn't meth. It wasn't from doing loads of meth or anything like that. Um, however, but for now, uh, Jeffrey Falls not only joined in the list of people who have been high on methamphetamines and hiding out in chicken coops, also the winner of this week's Wombat of the Week. How can you get involved with Wombat of the Week? Well, that's pretty simple um, to do. All you need to do is send us a news story of stupid people doing stupid things uh, send the news clipping or the link to the news story to us at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. You can also send it to wombat at joelmaholic.com. And you can also send it to us on Facebook by way of instant message at JM Talk on Facebook. And then your story uh, most li- can and most likely will find its way into the Wombat of the Week at some point. They don't have to be recent. As you've seen, some of our stories go back a little ways. And sometimes that's from a lot of stories coming in and they end up getting into a line. So that's how you can get involved uh, with that segment. And we, we hope that you do. Next, what we want to do is uh, the Honor Thy Heroes. Let me tell you a little bit about this segment. This segment is our way of honoring everyday heroes. And it's not that they have to wear a cape or a badge. It could be anybody. And besides us scouting the internet... For stories of everyday heroes, you can send in everyday heroes as well. We had three submissions this week, and uh, we only have room for one, really. So, um, But the good news about that is I think the month of November on the podcast will seemingly be filled up with everyday heroes for this segment. If you want to send your segment in, or you want to send in your link to a news story of somebody going above and beyond... You can just send the link to us at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com or most listeners send the link in on Facebook at JM Talk, so you can do that as well. Um, No problem. We'll take it any way we can get them in. And I have to tell you, folks, I'm really stoked about this week's offering uh, for Everyday Heroes. Um, So here is the the news story. And this actually, it's a a hero story. and it's got a sports link to it, basically. So um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of fly through the story because you have to hear it. It's very well written about what this guy does. <clears throat> Check it out. When it comes to fighting can- bre- uh, <laughs> let me start again. When it comes to fighting against breast cancer, former Pittsburgh Steelers running back D'Angelo Williams isn't stopping anytime soon. To date, Williams... Uh, through the D'Angelo Williams Foundation, has covered the cost of 500 mammograms. Uh, This is according to today.com. 
He first began sponsoring the screenings in 2015, about a year after his mother died from breast cancer. Williams, who is 36, also has lost four aunts to the disease. He says, to be able to help all these women is amazing. And this can be life-changing for these women. Uh, Williams, who played eight seasons for the Carolina Panthers before he played two seasons for the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, made this statement on today. We are enabling them to get this care that no one should ever be denied um, to have access to these screenings. And so far, Williams' foundation through the 50 strong, 53 Strong for Sandra program, named in honor of his mother, and references the age she lost her breast cancer battle, has covered mammogram costs at hospitals in Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Arkansas, and North Carolina. The program initially started in Charlotte at the Charlotte Radiology and Levine Cancer Institute. Williams, according to Today, who also largely behind uh, the bid to allow NFL players to wear pink cleats in October in light of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, in 2015 reportedly asked the league if he could wear pink all year, but that request was uh, denied. D'Angelo wants to ensure that no women or men fight, in, fight breast cancer alone. Uh, this according to Rizalyn Williams, who is his wife and the executive director of the foundation as they said in a statement to today. Also, I, I found out through doing some other research on this uh, story, they are planning to do whatever they can to increase that number of free mammograms for people who need it. I mean, if you think about the implications of that, think about the implications of people who cannot afford health care or ha- are underinsured, and can have breast breast cancer screening done because of the charity of this man and his 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 organization. Um, this is amazing. This is this is the type of everyday hero you want to hear about. This is the kind of stuff that you just makes you believe again in humanity. It warms your heart, and you get pumped up and excited to hear this kind of stuff. You know, and and the alar- the alarm is going off. The alarm is going off, Molly. It's okay. <laughs> Molly's protecting us. Uh, you know, this is the everyday hero. This is the person. The people that make these kinds of uh, uh, these kinds of contributions to society, and to think that this wasn't bigger news than it was. Like, why wasn't this carried by everybody everywhere when the story broke? And the fact that he's been doing it now for four years. Four years. So, this is an amazing thing that D'Angelo Williams is doing. Amazing. And uh, and so, I, and on behalf of myself, the lovely Sharon, want to thank D'Angelo Williams for providing this opportunity Providing this opportunity for people who can't do it, who don't have the means to do it. And I'm honored to be able to have him on Honor Thy Heroes. And especially since they they want to expand this. They don't want to just do these couple of cities. They want to expand it everywhere. So that's exciting stuff. And D'Angelo Williams, you are a hero every day, buddy. But this week you were the honorary... 
the honorarium of the uh, of Honor Thy Heroes, the honor this week on the Joe Mahalik Show. Thank you very much for your contributions to society and for helping uh, women and, uh, according to the foundation, some men uh, be screened for this type of cancer. Um, just awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Um, okay, so it looks like we're going to have time for one last thing. And I wanted to talk a little bit about Amazon. My drink is empty. And, and the lovely Sharon stepped out. So <laughs> my throat's dry. It's parched. Anyway, so Amazon. You know, it, we're coming into the holiday season. And shopping's going to get big. And when you think of online shopping, who do you think about? You think about Amazon. Because Amazon has created... They are, they're synonymous. I don't want to say they created. They're synonymous with online shopping now because they sell everything, everything. And if they don't sell it now, guess what? They're looking into selling it soon, including pharmaceuticals. So when people think of uh, safe online shopping, they think about Amazon. And fact Amazon controls about half of the U.S. online retail market. And Amazon takes in about 5% of the nation's total retail spending. Okay? So there's, there's two facts. But what happens when you get too, too big? I've said it before in large and small scale. Never too big to fail. And so what we're seeing is maybe some failures happening because they've gotten too big. And what I mean is, first of all, there is an overwhelmingly large amount of complaints on wrong products being delivered. Okay, for example, um, for example, you order a 50 count of tea lights or you, and you end up getting a 25 count of a different brand. So the brand's incorrect, the count's incorrect, you know, and you expect that you, you paid for these items and you should get them. I mean, you know, society, the way society is, it has created this, this flux of going shopping online, right? Uh, because of the way society has gotten. So you want to capitalize on that. You want to make the best of it. You need to be sure things go well. So an overwhelming amount of complaints about wrong orders. Okay, why is that? Well, there's no secret that the staff, uh, many uh, many people complain that the Amazon staff workers are underpaid, underappreciated, and treated very poorly. And nothing makes for a terrible employee than a mistreated, underpaid, underrespected employee. They become a really bad employee. Now multiply that by X amount. And now you have people who don't care, they're not committed to their job, and so they, mistakes are made, whether they're on purpose or accident, the mistakes are made. Orders are shipped out wrong, okay? So that's one thing I want to I I warn you about. The other thing I want to warn you about is logistics, and I, you've probably heard me say this before, but Amazon has gotten really terrible logistics. I think they're trying to, to work on that. You see, what happened was they used to ship with UPS and FedEx, and I don't know what happened. I, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and guess. But suddenly, 
You started seeing more of the lockers opening up. Started seeing more of these Amazon trucks around. I recently found out that most of the Amazon trucks that you see, the little vans and everything, they're franchises. Amazon's trying to uh, uh, leverage the logistics. Sort of first, they wanted to take them in house. I think it was to make it more profitable. But then they started uh, um, having this opportunity where people can set up a franchise and do logistics for Amazon. And I think that's what's making it work better is offering it like a franchise. Um, Because I think when they were trying to do it themselves, again, I think you're trying to do too much. You're trying to put too many eggs in the basket. And it was making things bad. So then I myself experienced on more than two or three occasions – uh, orders not even showing up. And then the customer service are like, I don't know what happened, but here's $5 off plus your refund. I mean, you know, no, I ordered this. I want it. You, you know, I mean, that you're just making me angry. So, you know, having said this, I still do order from Amazon. I have success stories too, personally, and, and everyone else does. But the pockets of issues are becoming larger. And, you know, that's that's the thing. You know, uh, for one last thing, I'm just saying, think about these things, you know. And I haven't done it yet, but maybe if it's a small order, maybe take advantage of the, the lockers. Maybe that does better. I find better success when things are delivered to an office. So when I order things, I have them delivered to my office at work. I find that it works better that way. So just one last thing, you know, be careful. And uh, when you're doing your holiday shopping online, because, you know, what's going to happen is other retailers like, you know, Walmart and other department stores, they're going to start getting, they're going to start increasing their marketing presence because they're going to take advantage of these slippery slopes that Amazon is sliding down. You watch. Mark my words. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for joining us on the podcast this week. It's uh, totally awesome to be with you each week. Be sure to stop by the website at www.jmtalk.net. Subscribe to the program, please. Hey, leave a review if you want. Check out the 24-7 stream. If you can't live without us in between the shows, uh, we'll entertain you during the course of the week. And also visit us at Facebook at JM Talk, Twitter, and Instagram at JM Talk Radio. And we will look forward to seeing you next time on the podcast. Remember, be good to one another and pick up three pieces of trash while you're out and about. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) 